0: Welcome to Marketing Tales with Chris Raposo, a podcast created to spotlight and highlight marketers, tell their stories and share their knowledge with those interested in all things marketing. If you're interested in more than just the cut and dry strategies and tactics, and wanna learn more about the human side of his guests and how they got to where they are today, then this show is for you. So let's say there's a marketer trying to get into the podcast. game and try to use that as a channel what is uh the most important first steps as a marketer they should take before even recording a first episode
1: i think it's simple in the sense of figure out what your goal is what are you trying to do um i found that a lot of people think podcasting the way you monetize it is through advertising and the advertising model is what 18 dollars cpm so you're for a thousand listens, you get eighteen dollars. You're not making a lot of money if you're using that model. Um, and for small podcasts, for indie podcasts or podcasts based around businesses, what what that's not the greatest monetization model. So pick your pick your goal. Maybe it's and, and people don't realize this, but maybe it's to get leads. Maybe it's to bring in leads. And if you're a marketer and you have an agency, or even if you just offer a service, though you have a high ticket mm-hmm. item or high ticket service. And if you're selling that through the podcast, that could that could be a monetization. Mm-hmm. And so it's picking your goal. What is your, what is your goal for the podcast? Um, once you know the goal, then things start. Well, then what's the name of the podcast? It fits right in. Who am I targeting? It fits right in. How long should it be? Well, if it's a daily podcast giving motivation, it should not be 45 minutes daily, mm-hmm. right? So everything sort of fits in once you can figure out what am I? What am I trying to accomplish through this?
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Tales Show with Chris Raposo. Today, I have the honor of welcoming Aaron and he's calling me from maryland today he is the podcast producer at intent media and also a podcast host at the art of the conversation podcast well aaron welcome to the show thank you thank you chris awesome to be here awesome man well i've been following you a while on linkedin i really appreciate your insightful um uh, content about how to produce better podcasts which is very insightful to me and helpful as as it is to the audience and we're going to be talking about how to create better podcasts and the benefits of that for marketers So tell us about a little bit about your journey and what drove you to ultimately get started and get into podcasting and then also tell us a little bit about intent media and what you offer and who you help
1: Awesome So I um I guess by trade I was a as an educator in a gap year program in Israel for students after high school. And I always took an informal approach to education where it was, I don't want to be at the front of the room and just lecturing and teaching you, but let's, let's just, let's discuss, let's explore, let's talk about um, about what's going on. And from there, I realized that although I'm passionate about education, it was something about taking ideas and giving them over in a way that people can understand. And that brought me to marketing it also brought me to a lot of side hustles. I did uh, Shopify stores and drop shipping, and I've I've been there. I've spent my uh, spent my thousands on Facebook ads. So, um, but again, that was all in the. Uh, it was all marketing, and it was all taking messages and trying to distill them, take messages and trying to give them over. And I felt like education always was there. And how can we educate? And I find that business owners should view themselves as educators, and it helps when you look and you say well, how can i educate you what can i teach you about and that people want to hear people need to learn and once you once you have that mindset switch as a business owner that you're an educator and that the things you have are actually important and the things you've learned are important enough to teach it's incredible what it can do for your uh, for your business and and for your content so that really brought me to this place of um podcasting and of finding a medium that allows us to express really what's going on i love youtube i can watch it for hours as does everyone but it's limited to what you can express as a content creator it's limited to what you can give over in one video as is reels and as is threads and as is linkedin all social media today is very limited and this background of marketing this background of education brought me to podcasting for myself and i always thought that i would be this like you know as you can see i just went on 5 minutes on on one question i cannot shut up that's the uh the plight of a podcaster but i always thought i was going to be the one and then i started buying microphones and i started buying microphones just giving them to people be like record yourself you're mm-hmm. amazing you have awesome things to say here and i i sat for hours with people just trying to interview them and give them ideas how they can get their ideas out and I realized that I can, I can start doing this profession. I can start actually helping people uh, formulate their ideas in a way that can come out on a podcast and adding in conversation is a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Being able to express your ideas as, as a host without talking so much is, is amazing. So that was, that's my relationship with podcasting. And what I do today is I help coaches and consultants And entrepreneurs who are passionate, who love what they're doing. That's like a prerequisite. You got to be crazy about what you do. Um, And when you are, you put that in a podcast, you put that in conversation, you put that in solo episodes. It is gold. It is gold for you and what it does for your business, like for the way you relate to your business. It just opens up this world and what it does for potential clients.
0: Absolutely, man. I really appreciate that answer. And I started out with this podcasting journey in the, at the beginning of the year 2023. And I'm a full-time marketer by uh, trade. It's my, my job. But just the, the amount of relationships I was able to build with these guests that I have and those marketers, they come on my show. It's a boot camp for me every time I speak to somebody. I learn so much. And I want to share it uh, with my LinkedIn following as well. So it's a, it's a win-win there. So let's say what do you
1: think? What do you think about? I've been talking about this a little bit on LinkedIn, but um, what do you think as a marketer? I've been saying that podcasting is like where marketing doesn't feel like marketing. That's been like a thing I've been saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give me give me some thought on that. So I'm not taking over the show. I just am curious to know what you uh, what you think about that.
0: Yeah, well, I have a degree in public relations, actually, which is a part of marketing. And my thing is to always have a mutually beneficial relationship with my audience or my customers or whatever would have it. So when they come on my show, I have content as a marketer share. I learn stuff. I can reiterate that and get a different angle of it. But in return, if a marketer comes in like you, for example, with your podcast show, you get some exposure to my audience that may not know you, right? So that is your price in return to your time that you give me. So I think it's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship that you build over time. And you build trust. And sometimes you build a friendship as well. And people like to do business with people instead of, you know, faceless companies. So that's, you build a relationship, you stay top of mind. And if somebody needs your product, they think, hey, Aaron was on that show, or if I need, if I make it big, I get sponsorship, and I need a, I need a producer. I say, Hey, I talked to Aaron. He was so insightful. He's always insightful. And so we're going to give freely the advice on LinkedIn. You're going to be one of the first people that comes to mind. If I outsource this podcast spiel, you know? Cool.
1: So yeah, that's, so you agree. Yeah. Marketing. Uh, it's a new way of marketing. It's
0: really cool. It is ever- So let's say there's a marketer trying to get into the podcast. Um, game and try to use that as a channel what is uh the most important first steps as a marketer they should take before even recording your first episode
1: i think it's simple in the sense of figure out what your goal is what are you trying to do um i found that a lot of people think podcasting the way you monetize it is through advertising and the advertising model is what 18 dollars cpm so you're Per a thousand listens, you get $18. You're not making a lot of money if you're using that model. Um, and for small podcasts, for indie podcasts or podcasts based around businesses, what what it's not the greatest monetization model. So pick your pick your goal. Maybe it's and, and people don't realize this, but maybe it's to get leads. Maybe it's to bring in leads. And if you're a marketer and you have an agency, or even if you just offer a service, though you have a high ticket mm-hmm. item or high ticket service. And if you're selling that through the podcast, that could that could be a monetization. Mm-hmm. And so it's picking your goal. What is your what is your goal for the podcast? Um, once you know the goal, then things start, well, then what's the name of the podcast? It fits right in. Who am I targeting? It fits right in. How long should it be? Well, if it's a daily podcast giving motivation, it should not be 45 minutes daily, mm-hmm. right? So everything sort of fits in once you can figure out What am I, what am I trying to accomplish through this?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what kind of market research should be done to understand a target audience before creating a podcast? How can this research inform the podcast content and format?
1: I think that it's, it's your audience. It's the people who, uh, and this is who I deal with. I don't usually produce shows that are just like, you know, two guys and a couple of beers. Where we're just talking about fart jokes and whatnot. Like it's usually business and there, there could be fart jokes, but the idea is that it's business related and it's based off of a, a pre-existing audience and a pre-existing business. So it exists already, your audience. Um, mm. even if it's even if it's small, and even if you don't have a big LinkedIn following or you're not huge, you have an audience. And now it's thinking about how are those people come over. I think the only thing it would be is if is if you had like an older audience, if you had somebody who was, you know, 60 and over there, it might change because there, I don't, I think they might know how to use LinkedIn or might know use how to use Facebook, but not know how to, how to use podcasts. So there it might change, but I think for most today, most business being done, anybody between the age of 20 and now even younger, but anybody between the age of 20 and, and 50, they know how to download episodes. They know how to listen. They know how to get on Spotify and find shows and yeah. so you're not really reinventing the wheel at this point. It's just about pulling over that, that market and um, to, to podcasting and people, people are hungry for it.
0: So. Yeah. I love that, that mode of uh, especially the educational podcasts. I utilize that a lot uh, in my industry. When I first started in this field of higher ed marketing, there's a lot of higher ed marketing podcasts out there and I use those episodes on my commute to the office to learn about the different issues my target audience may have. So helps a lot for sure. Um, how can marketers determine the best content and style for specific audiences? You know, what factors should they consider when creating their content strategy?
1: Um, Again, when your goal is clear and your if your goal is to get leads, so then... Maybe you should be taking them through a journey. Maybe you should your content on the podcast should be how to do X, you know, if it's marketing. So how to how to accomplish this? Or deep dives, like four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, four episodes on a certain subject. Let's let's discuss PPC ads or let's discuss branding or let's discuss right all these different topics. So maybe that's a way to do it. Again, what is your goal? You're trying to get leads if you're trying to just be a slot leader. So mm-hmm. then you can you can have more uh, more people on and more more interviews because that's an in, inadvertent sort of way to to show yourself. But it, it really depends on uh, on picking that goal and making that goal very, very clear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So. Just take my journey, for example, for a minute. When I started in J- January with this podcasting journey, it was not never supposed to be a podcast at the beginning. It was just an interview show, me and other people, marketers, trying to learn from them. But then once I got further into these episodes I decided to share it with the audience and then actually create a podcast out of it so I learned it little by little and I had to go back like I didn't have an intro for the podcast for example I didn't have the full episode right so I had to track back 20 episodes and add the intro to everything what are some common pitfalls marketers should avoid when producing their first few episodes
1: I think um what you said is is great just knowing what the anatomy of what goes into a podcast. Um, I gave a, I gave a presentation a few, a few months ago and I tried to just put the layers, like what you see and what goes on, what goes on behind it. There's the intro, the outro, there's the editing. Sometimes there's a storyboarding, right? Like you ask a better question that we should lead the episode with, but you asked it in at minute 25. Mm-hmm. So it's editing and taking that out. So it's knowing that there's editing, knowing that there's the intro and the outro. And I think audio quality is so important. It's so important to think about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I were driving the other day and we wanted to listen. We had a three-hour drive and we wanted to listen to a podcast. We turned it on. Within two minutes, I was sleeping because it was so much noise and white noise behind it just from the room and from everything. It's it's really, really hard. Remember that people are putting you in their ears. Yeah. Even closer than these, right? They're putting you in earbuds in their ears. Like, respect that. Come up with good audio. Take out the echo um, take out the fuzz, the buzz. So th- it's important to think about, uh, audio quality as
0: well. That makes a lot of sense. When I, uh, at the beginning, I, I just went crazy with wh- whoever wanted to get on a show I had on the show. And I, 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 but they, if they said they want to meet in a coffee shop, i set up a camera and a tripod and I started recording awful audio, awful, horrible. I, c- I can't use those episodes, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, another pitfall that I learned is that, um, like you said, people don't really know what's going on in the background. They see the two people talking. And I always say the chat between you and your your guest that's the easy part. But mm-hmm. if sponsors are funding, you have to do it all yourself. You have to do the research, the outreach, creating the questions, writing the episode summary, editing the video, right? Good, finding a good sound bite, and then finding a creative for your YouTube or RSS. So there's so much work that goes into it that people don't realize and then they come episode five, they're like, this is not worth it. I'm going to give up. So you want to know what you're getting yourself into before you actually start.
1: Right. It's not, a, it's not impossible. And that's coming from a producer. Like it's not an impossible thing to do. As you see, you, you've you done it and it's possible. Um, the idea is though that there is a lot of complex. And if you want to have it on a certain level, what was good three years ago and what was acceptable to start a podcast is not anymore. It's very, very easy. It's under a hundred bucks to find a, A microphone um this is my traveling mic it's i think it's 60 bucks on uh on amazon plugs right into your computer you need no mixer it's like people are not so uh accepting anymore of of horrible audio so that's that's what i believe
0: yeah 100 um can we talked about this a little bit earlier about the consistency you know if you have a daily podcast, shouldn't be that long. Can you discuss the importance of consistency in episode release and content and what the ideal frequency of publishing episodes and how long each episode should be? I I suppose it depends on the type of podcast it is.
1: Right. I I see, and we we have podcasts that range from once a month um, to sometimes we release five once a month. So we we'll release all five at the same time. And those are more journalistic. Those are more of a story or of a deep dive. So it's like episode episodes um, that all relate to each other. So we'll release them together so someone can listen straight through. But we've also go to we have daily five minute podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Um the typical conversation podcast, I think you have it down, Pat, should be about half an hour. Um Everyone says, "Oh, well, Joe Rogan goes for three hours plus." Like, yeah, there's a lot of things he does that that is hard to recreate, and um, and I think thirty to forty minutes is a great, a great amount of time. Like, if I was just throw out a number, mm-hmm. um, it's also important to know to give time before. So, in a forty-minute episode could take you forty-five to fifty minutes to record because you have that little bit of conversation, like we had before. Just get to know each other, get comfortable. It makes the conversation so much better. So don't think that it's going to be a 20-minute episode means 21 minutes recording. So you have to add a little bit of time there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You gotta you wanna make your guests feel comfortable because they're they're opening up to you and to the world. So if you don't build that trust, you may not get the best out of them. Um can you share some best practices for promoting a podcast before and after it's launched? And how can social media be effectively used in the process? I personally use LinkedIn to promote my podcast, but what do you think?
1: Well, I'll tell you one that I think is horrible. And we'll start from there. Uh, uh, one you should stay away from, a way to promote your podcast that you should not do, is here's a new episode, episode 27, drop today, listen here, link in the comments. Why would I? Why would I listen? Mm-hmm. What is that doing for me? Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is so powerful, and it's so powerful. As uh, when we got on, you said, "Hey, you're not in your studio, right? You knew me. You knew me. You knew my studio, and that's from my that's from my podcast, and that's from my clips. Look at that comfortability. Look at that. What we've created there. Mm-hmm. Capitalize on that. Go in and say, you know, I want to talk about this issue. This issue is important to me. Or you know, curiosity, it should be a regular post. There's no, I don't think there's anybody who clicks through um, when you say new episode dropped, link in the comments. I, I I've tracked it. I don't see it works. I think the the way you get the most listeners is by providing a clip or providing a, a thought-provoking conversation that at some point could link back, you know, on the episode we we talked about, but it doesn't need it doesn't need to say, you know, new, new episode dropped. It's exciting. It is, but yeah. I, I think that's something to stay away from.
0: Absolutely. That's, that reminds me of some of those spam emails that I get with a one liner with a link that gets me to a hacker's page. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm setting myself up for uh for attacks right there. So I don't trust that at all. <laughs> um, there was
1: a, there was a great, um, there was a great clip. I posted a little while ago. I was just blown away from it from, the CEO of Barstool Sports, uh, Erica Ayers, I believe, and she was saying how the best way to promote your podcast today, or she was saying in general what where, where podcasting is going. And Barstool Sports, if you're familiar with it, is essentially a podcast production company, right? A media company that lives off of podcasts. And what she said was the way you the way you see the way you can promote it well is by being obsessed with it. If you're obsessed with your podcast, you're obsessed with it as a conversation starter. This is something that's going to, that's going to start conversation. So then it will, and now go promote that. Now go talk about it. Now just be there. And that's promoting your podcast. You don't need to throw out links to your podcast anymore. You just need to be crazy about it. Crazy about it to create clips, crazy about it to take the, to take the text and create LinkedIn posts. Today with AI, there's so much that you've gotten from one episode. It's just about taking that information and and starting conversations with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that, and I always repurpose everything I do. Like I, I publish the episodes, but there may be other sound bites in that episode that I'll I'll use further down the line. Or sometimes I, a couple of weeks ago, I talked to somebody in Bangkok, Thailand. I had him on the show. And I recorded the episode at 10 PM my time, right? So the, the regular guy's like, hey, after five, I'm done. I'm not doing this, but I'm obsessed with this podcast. And I thought to myself, well, I might as well take a picture of me sitting there, um, pretending to speak to this guy in the middle of the night. And then I posted about that that chat, kind of like gave a gave a nugget, like um an appetizer to something to look forward to. I say, yeah, I just talked to this legal marketer from Bangkok. This episode will drop. Next Thursday at 9 a.m., be sure to check it out. That kind of stuff, you know. Could you talk about the role of guest selections in enhancing a podcast value? How should marketers approach this process? Should they just take anybody under the sun or are there specific people they should target?
1: Let, listen to your listeners. What do they like? Mm. Respect your listeners. Do not have everyone on. I've on uh, my on uh, my conversation, uh, Art of Conversation podcast. A lot of people want to get on and it's a very specific niche market and a lot of people want to get on. And I, I say, no, I don't just say no and, and get out of my face. I start a conversation. I'm nice to them, but it's okay to say no. Um, yeah. Also the big names, it's like a very, it's a, it's a balance because the big names aren't always going to help you. So you've had on these crazy bit, if you're not promoting this right, or you're not starting conversations and having big names in the title of your podcast is not going to blow your podcast up tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so you should stop thinking of that as a way to grow your show. Rather, you should just focus on what your listeners need, who do they need to learn from. And if that's your focus, it's also easier to get people on. Um, I think we, we had this as well. You invited me on and I said, well, you know, I, I'm not necessarily in your, in your right market. And then we found, and we, we came up with a way to be able to, to have this conversation. But it's about being honest um, as the, as the host. And when you, invite people on it's about being honest with what your guests need to what your your listeners need to hear from you
0: yeah that makes that that makes a lot of sense yeah i'm a, i i used to be pretty open to anybody coming on but now i'm getting a little bit more selective just because i've kind of created something here that i am proud of and i want to keep that that brand going as well you know i don't want to muddy the waters um by just bringing anybody on so it, it is also a part of the evolution of a podcast you you mm-hmm. learn to grow with it for sure how can marketers measure the success of a, of their podcast? what are some of the key performing indicators they should track
1: i think it's again conversation mm-hmm. and of course numbers are important and of course it's important to look you know who's listening where they're listening from how long they're listening and growth strategists, podcast growth strategists will tell you that's the focus. That is not, that is not my focus to grow. As I said before, we're not trying to make you into hundreds of thousands of listeners. It's if you're making sales, you know, are you getting leads? Are you getting um, a podcast of a podcast of mine that, which I started about a year and a half ago and, she made, she made a client through a podcast cold. Like they, they Googled a problem. The podcast came up as the solution. They listened to the podcast and then they followed her and said, Hey, we're ready for one-on-one coaching. That's success. Mm -hmm. She has under a hundred, she could have hundred, under a hundred listeners per episode, but that's success.
0: Yeah. If you find that one person, you know, it, it makes it worthwhile. So you've been doing this for a while. What is one important lesson that you've learned over the course of your producing podcast career, that you could share with marketers uh, who think about starting a podcast,
1: you communication and conversation is something you can get better at, but it doesn't necessarily come easily. Mm-hmm. And in order to produce a good show, it's very important to know that the conversation is what's going to is what's going to to fly. That's what's going to do well. And if you start your first episode and your first question of, so, you know, Aaron, nice to have you on. Tell us about yourself. It's just not, it's not going to hold people in. And it's important to know that it's about your guest and it's about focusing on bringing out some of the best information. So communication is something very important to work on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody wants to look into this a little bit further, educate themselves on podcasting and the benefits of it, are there any books, podcasts or creators that you recommend anyone should read, follow to learn more about podcasting as a marketing channel? Maybe it's even your podcast, your show.
1: No, I'm not going to plug my own show. I'm too I'm too cool for that. But um <laughs> although I plugged it like 10 times in the show. Um there's two great podcasts. I love Mark Savant of uh the after hours entrepreneur because i think that yeah he also he does a podcast production agency and he does a great job Mm -hmm. and i think that his way of integrating it into business and creating businesses out of the podcast is so helpful when it comes to podcasts that it's not a standalone product that's part of your your overall business Mm -hmm. so mark savant is a great podcast and and linkedin follow you know and everything but he's a podcaster and there's also Joe Casabona, who I follow on LinkedIn, who is more granular, but he does a lot of automation and he's got a lot of great tips for how to make your podcast faster, make your podcast better. So he's, he's incredible as well. Somebody I learn a ton from.
0: Okay, I actually follow him as well, uh Joe. So he he is great. So as we close the episode, Aaron, how can people get in touch with you, connect with you and learn more about you or Intent Media?
1: Follow me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my CV, LinkedIn is my landing page, LinkedIn is my life.
0: <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> uh it's where I am. Follow me, DM me, uh just comment, join join my conversation if if podcasting is something that you're interested in. You know, no commitment. Don't don't DM me and say, hey, I'm ready to ready to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But but join the conversation. Tell me what you think in the in the comments. Show up and say, hey, this is this is cool. I never thought of it this way. Um let me know that you're around is uh is a great way to start start the conversation.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I'll follow you on LinkedIn. I really appreciate your thought-provoking um content. Sometimes you said something to me that stuck with me, and that was a couple of weeks ago. You said your podcast, your stage—I love that. Um, I'm thinking about writing an episode or, or, or a post about that. Just my thoughts on that. On that comment, it was short, but it was sweet. So I really appreciated that.
1: Um, actually, a lot of, and you could you could see this as well. That when you you're posting a lot on LinkedIn as well, like a lot of thought went into that. Mm-hmm. That was not one that was done in my bed, like you know, at 3 a.m. Like you put a lot of thought into what you're trying to say and what you're trying. Uh, res- respect the stage you've built. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, you can invite who you want. And on the other hand, respect it. This is your place to show your passion. This is your place where people come to hear you. And, uh, and I think that that mindset is super important when it comes to podcasting.
0: 100%, my friend. Aaron, thank you so much for being part of the Marketing Tales show today. I really appreciate your time and the insights you shared.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.